Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome. To the Doc G Show, I am your host, Doc G, with me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Doc, it's time for another great show Amen. fabulous, Amen. fabulous Wednesday, Amen. sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dave, um, I, 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 I don't want to bring down this fabulous Wednesday. Wait, what? Uh, don't do it. We just started. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, on January 30th, you remember, uh, I described to the listeners and yourself the difference between an inconvenience and threats to our survival. Do you recall this? That's a fact. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It was because I had a inconvenience at Chipotle. <gasps> yeah. Uh, you were inconvenient. Yeah, inconvenienced oh, with no guacamole. It was pretty horrible. Uh, Dave, this sin. is this is right up there with with it. I have had an inconvenience this week. Another another one. Yeah, yeah. They're coming coming left and right. Just think about that. I mean, that's a period of only seven months that I've had two inconveniences. What two is life? What is life coming to? Oh, come on. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, it's a very relatable inconvenience. Um, but while it's relatable and causes much hardship, it's hard for people to care and empathize Word. with this inconvenience while you have it. Are you ready to tell me? Or are you ready to hear what my inconvenience is? Hmm. I'm ready. A blister. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I have a blister. I can. I can empathize. Emph- what? Empathize. Oh. Yeah. Empathize. Empath- huh? Empathize. There you go. Empathy. You go. I have empathy for you. I can say empathy. Empathize. Ah. That's an inconvenience when you're trying to say it on the show and you can't get it out. So true. <laughs> Empathize. I have empathy for you. You got it. So there you I go. Have, I have empathy for Fun you. Fun with words, Dave. All the listeners are having that. Anyways. You go to so, speech therapy. That's a fact. I <laughs> had a blister that is covering my whole pinky toe on my left toe, or on my left foot, Dave. Ooh. I've popped it Dang. three times, and it's came back every oh. time, Dave. Every time. What? Now, the really disconcerting thing here. Is that I did nothing to deserve this blister, Dave. Nope. I didn't change shoes. Well, you just never stopped moving. I, well, I didn't change shoes. I'm not wearing different type of socks. I'm not really doing more or less activity. I'm doing the same activity. My toe just mm-hmm. decided, you know what? I need a pillow of water. And it just started making a blister on my toe. And it's it's very disconcerting. The, the horrible thing about a blister is, like I said, people can relate to it. But they can't empathize. That's a fact. It's not a yeah. physical malady that somebody actually cares that you have. Let me give you a for instance, Dave. Let's say you go over to your neighbor Frank's house, and he's wearing an eye patch. And you're like, whoa, 
Frank, what happened? And he's like, well, a vulture came down and pecked out my eye. And you're like, holy Jesus. Jeez. You're going to feel bad about that. And you may, you may think about Frank like 15 times that day alone. Kayla will come home and she'll be like, hey, can you read that sign across the street? What does it say? And you're like, well, I'll tell you who can't read that sign. Frank. Frank. <laughs> and then you'll just have a moment of sadness for Frank. And then you go over to your parents' house, and your mom's like, hey, I made a roast with veggies. And you're like, oh, a roast with veggies? And she's like, yeah, make sure you eat your carrots. They're good for your eyes. And you're like, well, you know oh. who it doesn't matter who has as many carrots as they want? Frank, because he doesn't have an eye, Mom. And you he storm out. Won't see Girl, it. come on. Oh. You storm out, and you're so sad, right? Now let's rewind. You go over to Frank's, and he's like, hey, I've got a blister on my toe. Word. And you're like, oh, that sucks. And then you instantly forget it 10 minutes later. And you're like, hey, Frank. Could you, uh, uh, Frank's like, hey, could you grab my mail on the table? And you're like, hey, get your mail yourself, you lazy turd. Yes. You don't even think about his blister nope. on his toe. You're just like, why are you nope. being lazy, Frank? Go get your mail, you stupid turd. Right? So true. That's it. Exactly. It's not at that level. There's not the level of empathy probably already forgot why I'm even talking about Frank in the first place. Mm. The point is, Dave, we have to deal with inconveniences that nobody gives a crap about. You know what, Dave? On this show, we're a little bit of a blister. Oh. Yeah, We're a big blister. Most people don't care about our show, but by God, we care about those inconveniences. We care we about... remind them that we're here. Exactly. In fact, our show primarily deals with things that don't matter, that people don't care about. We could literally change the name of the show to Stuff That Doesn't Matter with Ben Gordon and Dave Berlin. We could do that. We could do that. Dave, are we you... still have the same amount of listeners. Probably. Around three-ish. <laughs> Dave, are you ready to talk about some stuff that doesn't matter? Dude, I love talking about stuff that doesn't matter with you. Let's yes. fire this up. Yes! All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. I like the enthusiasm, Dave. Dave, thank you. Very exciting show today. We have a fantastic band on the show today. We have the Gin Blossoms. Say what? The Gin Blossoms Ooh. been together for th over 30 years, man. They have played shows that, I mean, just uh, the, the, the top. The very top of the talk shows, Dave. Uh, Dave Letterman, mm -hmm. Jay Leno, SNL, like all of them. All of them. They, they're Dang, multi, your dream. Multi-platinum group. Yes! I really love some of their jams. So excited. I'm going to be talking to their guitarist, Jesse Valenzuela. Uh, but first, we start where we start. Birthday suit. Ooh. Ooh. Happy birthday, now, quick note, Dave. I actually noticed. So I was looking up these birthday suits, right? I was looking up people's birthdays, and I was like, these names seem familiar. I I oh, think I've done, done these before, names huh? before. Hmm. And I was like, but no, that's not how our show has been on Wednesday. There's no way we could come around to these dates being on a Wednesday again. Already, We've, yeah. And I was like, well, that's weird. So, so I went back, and I looked two years ago, July 19th, 2017. I mentioned these mm -hmm. folks. I actually put birthdays for the 17th 
on the 19th. And none of the three listeners uh, that we mentioned before corrected us. Wait, what? Nobody said, hey, moron, you have the wrong hey, date. Idiot. <laughs> but luckily, Dave, you weren't on that show. That was a Justin oh. show. So you don't know these. Nope. So listeners that have been with us through so thick and thin. Yeah, listeners that have been with us through thick and thin and were listening on July 19th, I'm sorry. These are going to be a repeat. But yes! also noted, Dave, this was at the time that we still only did one birthday suit wearer the whole show, and I gave clues throughout oh. the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, okay. So anyways, let's start with the first, that first birthday suit. You'll get this one. Born on July 17th, right. 1976 in Leesburg, Georgia, our birthday suit wearer's father was a peanut farmer. And no... He wasn't Jimmy Carter. Uh, our birthday suit wearer loved music and wanted to pursue, pursue music from a young age and dreamed of moving to Nashville. Hmm. Right before he moved to Nashville, though, his older brother, Chris, was killed in a car crash. After that, he decided to wow. stay in the area and go to Georgia Southern University, where he majored in business administration. Two years after graduating, his father was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. You need to go, get get on out of here." Word. And so he packed his mm -hmm. truck and went to Nashville. When he got there, he actually became a well-known songwriter. First, he wrote Travis Tritt's song "My Honky Tonk History," but he soon became an artist in his own right. He signed with Capitol Records and released an EP titled "Spring Break with All My Friends." His second album, "Doing My Thing." He released Country Girl, Shake It For Me in 2011. Oh, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan is correct. I was a little worried. I knew you're a bro country the fan. The, the Georgia Southern thing threw me off. I, I, didn't, I was thinking Cole Swindell the whole time because he reps Georgia Southern hard. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's um, two, two, two Georgia Southern alums there in the bro country uh, realm. Yeah, uh, I was. I, I knew you'd get it if I got to the part that he's currently a judge on American Idol because we all know you're an Idol fan. Oh, yeah. He's great on American Idol, too. I will say, and do whatever you want. It's cool. I'm fine with it. But I noticed the theme of Spring Break in his mm -hmm. albums. Mm -hmm. And, like, the last one's, like, Spring Break 4 something something. And he was 35 yeah. when he came out with it. And I was like, can can 35-year-olds go on spring break? Because if so, sign me up, Luke. Yes! I'm coming with you. Spring break. You get spring break every year. What are you talking about? That's true. That's true. Party. America! Just like Luke Bryan's going to party on his birthday. Party it up, Luke Bryan. Happy birthday, Luke Bryan. Uh, Dave, we got to settle something real quick. Okay. We got we to gotta settle what we talked about previously on the Doc G Show. Oh. Previously on the Doc G Show. Dave, last week I mentioned that Jessica Simpson was still getting things done, hanging tough with her new husband. And you were like, hey, yeah. who's her new husband? And I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. what kind of question is that? I didn't research that. <laughs> Well, don't worry. I researched that now. Sweet. Okay. It's Eric Johnson. Eric pretty, Johnson. Pretty generic name, I know. But he played in the yeah. NFL. He was a tight end for seven years. 
Yeah. For Kansas City? Uh, well, I know he played for the uh, Niners. That was the last team that he played with. And he got, oh, 49ers. He got, he got yeah. cut from the Saints. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, but he also, in college, played for Yale. Wait, what? Yale. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Bring, bring in the smarts. Bring in the smarts, man. They've got well, maybe a little entrepreneurship with a little JLo money. Well, maybe. He's got some MNFL money, so. They've got three kids. Good for, good for him. Three kids. And I'm going to say, uh, the first one, not too interesting of a name. Last two, little, little interesting. We've got Maxwell Drew Johnson. That's pretty normal. Maxwell, okay. But then I you, like that. Then you've got Birdie Mae Johnson. Wait, what? Birdie May, Birdie May Johnson, as in a little birdie a told girl? me this. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Ace Newt Johnson, huh? And Ace, and what was the middle name? Moot? Newt, Newt, as in K N U T E. Word. Weird. I'm guessing we that's some not, backstory on that. I'm guessing that's not Nut Johnson, because Nut would be K N U T. Uh, right. So I yeah, I've got a, I, I gotta say there are a couple pictures on uh, of of Eric Johnson on the beach. Mm-hmm. Pretty ripped. Stud. For a 30, 39, yeah. almost forty year old. So true. Pretty ripped. That didn't surprise me, man. I mean, brains, beauty, talent. Jessica, you got the complete package in Eric Johnson. Consider She's yourself a lucky. lucky. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Dave, are you ready to rip some headlines? Dude, I'm always ready to rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Good. Good. Our first story is from ABC affiliate WFTS in Tampa. Okay, Okay. Dave. You're a dog owner that lives in Florida. I am. I am indeed. So if you're walking storm near a fresh body of water, what do you need to look out Mm -hmm. for? Alligators. Correct. Correct. Well, 75-year-old Buddy Ackerman, Pinellas County, he forgot about that. Jeez. He forgot about that. And he was walking his daughter's golden retriever, Osi. Osi. Oh, no. Yeah. Not to worry. better not end bad. Nope. So, Osi is beside uh, the lagoon doing her biz, you know, Mm -hmm. going, going to town. And Number a, two. a uh, an alligator jumps out of the water, grabs O.C. by the hind parts. Jeez. Not to worry. Oh, my gosh. Buddy jumped into action. First, when he jumped That's into action. That's what I'm a- talking about. First, when he jumped into action, he slipped and fell on the ground. Oh. But once he fell oh. on the ground, he actually kicked the alligator in the face twice, and O.C. got loose. Yes. Uh, jumped up on wow. everything was safe. Uh, Jody Ackerman, who is Buddy's granddaughter and Osi's owner, mm-hmm. said she's grateful that uh, that Buddy saved Osi. Yes! So this is my favorite part of the story, and this is why I put the story in rip from the headlines. Uh, in all seriousness, at the end of this interview, Jody says to the reporter, "We took Osi." down to the lagoon later to read the signs warning of alligators in the water to make sure he understands them Hmm. jody he's a dog 
Stay he away. Can't, he can't <laughs> understand the signs. So true. You have you to got, keep him away from the lagoon, okay? You got lucky once. You don't want to have to get lucky twice. And I'll go the odds ahead, aren't in your favor. I'll go ahead and say this, Jody. In general, signs are made for, for humans. Wow. All signs are made for humans. Okay, don't waste your time having any dog signs. They're not going to get them. My, Just, my dogs can barely sit and stay, let alone read a freaking sign. <laughs> Just And she was, God, that was my favorite. She, completely serious. Yeah, we let him read the signs. And I was like waiting for her to crack a smile. Nope. Yeah, we took him down there. He got those signs. Oh, Don't you worry. I hope his butt's okay. Uh, I think I think so. It seemed very minimal. It's a little tushy. Seemed very minimal that the the injuries. All right, Dave. Uh, we got a story out of Pennsylvania from WGAL NBC. Uh, so some neighbors were hanging outside of their house last Wednesday afternoon, probably uh, around the time that we were airing the show, would be my guess. Oh, okay. Probably uh, listening to the show. Probably so. Lots of shout-out to PA. Um, and uh, Jason Kolb, uh, another neighbor, he walked up to the group. Jason Kolb, he walked up. And Jason <laughs> made uh, the announcement that the year was 2015. Wait, what? Oh. And they were like, Tough. uh, what? And he was like, yeah, guys, it is the year 2015. And I, Jason Kolb, am, am from the future. Word. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It is, I came from the year 2019, and you guys are in the year 2015. Hmm. Of course, the neighbors were oh, like, boy. Uh, it's 2019 now. And he was like, wrong! You dummies, I've got a time machine in my trailer, activated and ready to go. I just came back from 2019. Say what? And they were really confused, obviously. And he was like, do you want me to prove it? And they were like, yeah, that'd be nice. And he was like, all right, well, if you want some irrefutable evidence... Here's, I'll show you some stuff. And so he pulled out some mail that was dated 2019. And he's like, how did I get this mail if it is not 2015 and I am actually from the future of 2019? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we've got that too. And he was like, oh, you need some more evidence. How about this? And he pulled out a can of oysters. What? With an expiration date of 2019. And it was like, proved, yes, I rest my case. Of course, this was about at the time that one of the neighbors was like, you know what? I'm going to have to call the cops on old Jason. So true. It make a lot of sense. So they called the cops. Turns out Jason actually had a warrant. And then they searched him. Turns out, baggie of white powder on Jason. Yeah. yeah. Now it makes a little bit more sense. Makes a little bit more sense. When you got that, it seems like a pretty good idea to tell your neighbors you're from the future and the year's 2015 when you're high on c That probably makes sense. You're like, you know what? This is going to work out good. It's going to be a good prank on my, oh, on yeah. my neighbors. I mean, honestly, though, <laughs> who, you would have to be the most persuasive person ever to actually pull that off. Yes! To have someone believe they're in the year they already lived through just four years ago. 
Like, to have somebody go, you know what? I think it is 2015. Yes! Like, I would want that person as my lawyer for sure. For oh, yeah, if you could sell him on that, oh, you'd win anything. For sure. Dave, this next story, big story, CNN. Wow. And you know, I've been thinking, you know what branch of the military doesn't get enough appreciation? Hmm. Uh, the Air Force. Coast Guard. Oh, yeah. that's the second. Yep. Yeah. People all the time talk Navy, Marines, Army, sometimes the Coast Guard, uh, sometimes the Air Force. Never the Coast Guard. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Never. Never. Well, that, that'll change with this next story. So in Ooh. in the eastern side of the Pacific Ocean, I'm, I'm guessing near California's coast somewhere, yeah. a submarine was carrying more than 17,000 pounds of cocaine. Jeez. 17,000 pounds. And the it's Coast Guard were moving along the side of the submarine, right? Mm-hmm. And they were trying to get the submarine to stop. They're calling them out to stop. And the Coast Guard comes up beside the submarine, half submerged, half exposed, right? Just the top of the submarine is exposed. Mm -hmm. And they won't stop. They're, like, calling out on the, the loudspeaker, won't stop. Uh, drug smugglers just kept it going. Doesn't start this, this one Coast Guard member, jumps off of the Coast Guard boat onto the top of the submarine and literally oh rips off the top of the hatch of the submarine, revealing the smugglers inside. Jeez. And of course, the Coast Guard. Sounds like a movie. Yeah, it looked like a movie. That's a fact. The video is intense. I mean, you got to see this jump, Dave. There is no way I'm jumping from that boat onto that submarine. Nope. Like, if I'm in the Coast Guard. see it. If, the, if I'm in the Coast Guard and my commanding officer is like, we need to act. Somebody needs to needs to jump on that that submarine. I'd be like, I, I mean, hmm. I can call the Marines. Yes. I'm not jumping over there. Nope. They're drug smugglers. Did you know that? They probably have guns. Oh, yeah. How about we write a strongly that we could write a strongly worded note. I'll put it on a paper airplane and try to send it over there. How about that? Does anybody have their email address? Is that around? Drug smugglers. Dude, I'm surprised that Gmail. drug smugglers have a freaking submarine. They do. They get fancy, where, man. Where the they get that from? That's be that's become a big thing in the drug smuggling days. I've noticed that actually. That's a fact. Not that I'm in drug smuggling myself, but I've I was about noticed. To say, how do you know that? You I've, notice it in all your drug smuggling activity. Well, let's be honest. I have a tendency to go gravitate towards those stories and rip from the headlines yes! because you they're do like the drug stories because they're funny. That's a fact. Anyways, next story is from the New York Post. Dave, do you have an Alexa? Hmm. Um, I just bought a uh, Eco Dot. Okay. Shout out to Amazon. Very. So that's very... powered by Alexa. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. Well. So this is a note for you on this uh, this story. Just keep this in mind. Hmm. Uh, which, by the way, on all those stories for all the different Alexa-powered uh, gadgets, I always love the commercials of those those gadgets, right? Because it's uh, all yeah, yeah. It's either one you're being super efficient, and it's showing you how you can be super efficient and great with Alexa, or two or something being lazy as hell. <laughs> well, two being sentimental. It's always sentimental, like the one with the grandpa 
and he wants to show uh, that his, yeah. his grandson that he loves him, and you're like, oh, Alexa, Alexa brought them together. Oh, sweet. When in really, it's like you said, it's really just to be lazy, and in all honesty, probably asking Alexa really weird things that you don't want to ask a person, like Alexa, why do my farts smell like geraniums after I eat kale? Wait, what? what? Who asked that? Oh, oh I'm going to ask that my first question. <laughs> Anyways, Eduardo <laughs> Barros uh, was in a house that apparently he was house-sitting for the owners with his unidentified girlfriend. Uh, when his girlfriend got in an argument with him, and the argument turned physical. Jeez. Yeah. Somewhere during this physical altercation, Barros pulled out a gun and threatened to shoot her. Hmm. And then he started questioning the girlfriend. He was like, did you call the sheriffs? I know you called the sheriff. Did you call the sheriffs? Wait, what? Right? And Alexa inadvertently picked this up and was like, I'll call 911. And called 911 because he said, did you call the sheriffs? And apparently something triggered Alexa to call 911. And deputies arrived on the scene and they removed the girlfriend with only minor injuries, thankfully. And Barros was held on charges of possession of a firearm and aggravated battery. I mean... We got Finally, it. we get like a good Alexa story instead of like the weird one they're trying to steal up people's identities and stuff. I was about to say, hats off to Alexa for saving the day. But I do also think this is more evidence why I don't need an Alexa. So true. Like, you know, when I'm sitting there with my friends and I'm like, yeah, that sounds as fun as me getting a colonoscopy. And then all of a sudden the colonoscopy office is calling me and they're like, hey, we heard you need a... Do you need a colonoscopy? No! Why are you calling me? <laughs> to Alexa, and you're calling. Jeez. Dave, here's a story from a weird place. This is from BustedCoverage.com. Um, oh, that is weird. In Toledo, Ohio, there's a strip club called Scarlet's. And, uh, ah, classic name. So true. Yeah. Yep, Scarlet A. Scarlet's uh, made waves on social media this week by uh, renovating the interior of their club. But it wasn't really the new <laughs> digs that were uh, getting the uh, the publicity. It was the old stuff. Because apparently oh. they put their old couches and their old chairs outside of the strip club up for grabs. Word. They literally just put the furniture out there and had a sign on it that said, free, take it. Hmm. And I've got to say, you have got to want some furniture pretty bad if you take it from a strip club. So true. Like, mm. I would like to see the faces of your friends when they come into your house and sit on one of those couches and you're like, hey, is that comfy? You like that? Would you believe that I got that from a strip club? Wait, what? They're just like, Jesus, <laughs> What? Those friends would jump off that couch faster than if you're like, "Hey, I got that from a garbage dump, and a raccoon gave birth on that couch." They would get yeah, up I'd faster rather, than that. Rather sit on that. I mean, all of the <laughs> Could things. Could you imagine a black light on that couch? <sighs> Ew. All of the things that Gross. have seeped into those cushions: the smoke, the alcohol, the bodily fluids, the, the shame, the disgust. That's a the rough dignity. couch, man. That is a rough couch. Yes. Dave, uh, last story here. Um, next story is out of Yahoo News. 
okay. so the cops were driving down the road in Guthrie, Oklahoma, when they mm-hmm. saw uh, Stephen Jennings and Rachel Rivera driving in a car with expired plates. So they were like, well, oh. guess we better pull this car over. So they pulled the mm-hmm. car over, and as the officers were walking up to the driver's window, they noticed in the back seat a rattlesnake. Word. A large rattlesnake in a box. And they were like, uh. And so they rolled down the window, and Mr. Jennings, before even with like the hello, you know, courteously saying hello to the officers, he's like, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I have a gun in this vehicle as well. Wait, what? And they're like, oh, okay. Well, hang tight. Uh, don't touch the gun. We're going to get that. The other officer runs the plates, the, you know, expired plates, and also finds mm-hmm. out that the car was stolen. Mm. Right? Nice. So they're going down fast, right? So they detain Stephen Jennings and Rachel Riviere, the, the Rivera. They put them in handcuffs, and they search the car. Mm-hmm. They found an open container of Kentucky Deluxe Whiskey. Word. And then Yummy. they found a container of of yellowish powder labeled uranium. Hmm. Are they going to make a bomb or something? Which was most likely yellow cake uranium, which is a yellowish powder. Um, this is the uranium that's mined in, uh, in, in the mines, Dave. And when the cops pulled out this stash of yellow uranium, Mr. Jennings calmly looked at the police and was like, yeah, we are trying to make a super snake. Word. Super snake? Super snake. They were going to take the uranium, and they were going to make a super snake with this rattlesnake. How do you do that? Well, now, the problem with this, Dave, is I'm guessing they were thinking in the terms of, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, radioactive material. Uh, But the problem is, is they would need an isotope version of uranium. In this yellow cake form, it's not radioactive. Nope. So it, uh, it, it gives off nothing. So this snake would just be basically rolling around in some yellow cake uranium, and it would do nothing. Just <laughs> just throw that out. Just make it yellow. <laughs> this is America, Dave. Like, can you just imagine? Uh, can you imagine that conversation between Rachel and Steven? Just Steven being they like... They both agreed on it. Just just being like, Hey, Rachel, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Hey, you know what? I know a place we could get a large rattlesnake and a place we could get some yellow cake uranium. Wait, what? We could get a handle of booze and just, you know, see if we could make a super snake. Yes! You want to try that? Sounds like a pretty productive Thursday. Let's go get the uranium. <laughs> like, oh, Wait! We don't have a car that's legal to drive. It's fine. We still have that stolen one in the back. Yes! Oh, yeah. Let's use that one. What? What? Sweet. My God. What a series of events. Steven and Rachel are those kind of people that I just want to follow. Like, you know, I, I want to be. everyday life just, is like. Uh, yeah. Them. Just like. It's just I, a I normal don't, day. I don't really want to get involved. I just want to be taking notes on the side. Like, I'm just a stenographer. Don't worry. What are you guys doing today? Just taking notes. Like, so weird. We're going to hear from the Gin Blossoms, Dave. We're taking a break. We're going to hear off their most recent album, Mixed Reality. This is a song, Break.
right here on the Doc G Show. You can always hope that somehow you can rise above Empty bottles and regrets always piling up We don't always want what's easy, never is enough Not what I set out to be, but more than what I was
WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave. Guys, I know you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app. You know, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. you know, Android Stores Podcasts. Yeah. You know, iHeartRadio. All of them. You know, whatever it may be. But go ahead. Do us a favor. Go check out the website. Mm. Actually, you'll do yourself a favor, too. Yeah. com, Or if you're just feeling lazy, www.docgshow.com. Yep. He has hey. both of them. So, Amen. We, we own domains like nobody's business. Yes. Go out there. Explore the we world that is. as many domains as we have listeners. Boom. I like that. I think I'm going to put that on a shirt, Dave. That's a fact. I like that. There you go. Uh, Dave, you know what's weird? Hmm. Um, a uranium ra- uh, rattlesnake around rattlesnake. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty weird. Yep. That's a Stephen Jennings is a pretty weird fellow, apparently. But what else is weird? I got some Sensodyne toothpaste, and I think it actually Sensodyne. made my teeth more sensitive. Girl, come on. Isn't that weird? Maybe like that's th- how it starts. It gets you really sensitive mm. to desensitize it. It's a downward spiral. So when, those a holes. When you get back to when you get back to normal, you're like, "Wow, I am less sensitive again." Man, those tricky turds. <laughs> I was confused. Marketing. By that. Uh, Dave, are you ready? Second birthday suit. I think so, man. We'll see. All right. Uh, this one's gonna be tough. This one's gonna be tough. Okay. For you. For for tough. for Justin, this is his wheelhouse. Yes! Anyways, yeah. born on July 17th, 1952 in Baltimore, Maryland. A birthday suit wearer spent his childhood in Jacksonville and Atlanta. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. By the end of high school, he had become a member of the speech team, president of choir, and the captain of the volleyball team. Huh. Jeez. He went to Oakland University and California Institute of the Arts, eventually earning a degree in theater. His first major acting role came in 1982 in the series Knight Rider. You do you know Knight Rider, Dave? Hmm. Um, very minimally. Right. It's the one with the car, the talking the car. The black car. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. Then in 1989, he took the role of Mitch Buchanan on Baywatch, the lead lifeguard on Baywatch. I'm going to take a very not-so-wild guess here and say David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff is correct. Yes. Yes. Jacksonville, Don't. huh? I didn't know he lived in Jacksonville. That's right. Jacksonville and Atlanta, two of the hot spots for Doc G listens. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't hassle the Hoff, man. Nope. Don't hassle the oh. Hoff. I will not hassle the Hoff. He seems to be doing pretty well. He had that down point. He was uh, a little bit, uh, a little suffering from alcoholism, a little bit. Went to rehab. Oh, seems to be he? doing solid. Yeah, his uh, daughter put out a video of him being extremely intoxicated. So and true. That, that took its rounds. And then he went to rehab. And I think he's doing solid now. Shout out to the Hall. Shout, Shout out. Shout out to, Shout the out Hall. to you, Hoff. Have it, good, wholesome fun without alcohol for your birthday. Yes! It's his 67th. 67th, the Hoff. Yeah. My goodness. Dang. 
He looks better than both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Come and on. he's furry. Good for him for being furry. Anyways. Yeah, we're all, we're all about the furry. Furry, man. It's it's the way to be. Uh, shout-outs. comfortable. Shout-outs, Dave. First of all, Dude, I got to give a shout-out. I got to give a shout-out first to Germany mm -hmm. in general. Just Germany okay. in general. They showing some love? Yeah, because aside from the U.S., they had the most listens this past week. Shout-out. Yeah. Wow. Shout-out yeah. to Germany, my, my German brethren. Yeah. Do we have any listens in Berlin? Uh, we did not, sadly. We had oh. listens in Lampertheim. We had listens in Wolfsburg. We had listens in Budelsdorf. We had listens in Hemmingen. Yeah. All of those places. Budelsdorf. What a freaking name. I sort of want to hang out in Budelsdorf. That's pretty dope. Dude, we have to. We sounds have like, to. Sounds like I'm in a mix between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. It's pretty dope. And uh, and then throw in some Oktoberfest and you're Little good bit. to go. A little bit. All right, let's get on to the regular shout-outs. Uh, sh Shout-out to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Ooh. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tar Heel country. Yeah. Shout-out to Arlington, Virginia. Shout-out. Yeah. yeah. You know, Arlington, Arlington Virginia, That's like, yeah, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Do you, do you know who used to live the house and the land that they built Arlington Cemetery on? Hmm. Um. No. Robert E. Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And when he seceded and went with the South, they were like, you know what? We're going to put the cemetery on your land so you have to look at all the people you killed. That's right. Yes! Yeah. It's but of course, dark. He, of course, he never came back to his house, obviously. It was taken from him and he never went back. But... That's where Arlington Cemetery is built on. The house is still there, too. Yeah. Anyways, we had listens there. Shout out. Listens. Uh, shout, out sh to shout out to Plano, Texas. Shout yeah. out. Plano. Yeah. Not the yeah. plainest city in Texas. Don't get it twisted. Nope. No way. Shout out to Bristol, Virginia. Emily's still holding it down there in Bristol, Virginia. Yeah. Shout yeah. out. There you go. Shout out to Emily. Of course, uh, don't think I forgot, Maputo, still coming in with listening, listen, still representing. Shout out. Our Maputo. Puto. Shout out to you guys. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. 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 Shout out, lastly, to the City of Angels, Los Angeles. There it is. Shout out. Ooh. La La Land. And lastly, Dave, I, I've got to give it, I've done, I've done this before, but i got to give a shout out to my man, at Jew Dave on Instagram. Yeah. Jew Dave. Yeah. Jew Dave Thank has... Thank you, sir. He's stuck with us for the thick and thin on Instagram. I mean, he's always hitting us up with the likes. Shout I can out. always count on Jew Dave for a like. Yes. And you know what? He deserves something for that commitment. Dave, you're getting a shirt. Jew Dave is getting a shirt. He's getting stickers and maybe, maybe even an album. He might get an album. I might throw an album in there. Hey, I'll throw one of our former guest album. Yes! That's impromptu prize pack for Dave right now. That's happening. It's on the way. You Shout earned out. it. You earned it, Jew Dave. He did. Amen. Hit Thank us you. up. Hit us up with uh, some comments, Dave. We'd love to hear from you. Yes! Thank you, Jew Dave. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for the listens. Of course. Thank you, one and all. Yeah. Uh, Dave, it's time for a little segment we haven't done in a little bit. But I think uh, the world could use it. Um, okay. 
I think Let's it's time. It. I think it's time to let the uh, the folks out there know some things that don't suck. Yeah, mm, my yeah. favorite things that don't suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd and whatever the doc wants to say now. Uh, Dave, have you ever heard of a Dutch company called Lightyear? Hmm. Just Buzz. Okay, just Buzz Lightyear. He's on his fourth fourth go round. Um, Crazy. Well, What's up with Lightyear, the Dutch company? Lightyear just created the first long-range, four-passenger, all-electric, solar-powered car. Called, called the Lightyear One. The Lightyear One. The car can drive up to 497 miles if in full sun and fully charged starting out. Yeah. I like you. Yes! 497 miles. Doesn't even need to be plugged in, but it can be. If you want to go a little bit faster, it can be plugged in as well. You can literally plug it in to a normal household outlet, Dave. Wait, what? Like a lamp. You can just plug this That's this crazy. car in just to a regular outlet. And from one night charge on a regular household outlet, it gets 248 miles. Jeez. Just plug it up like your iPhone and you can go 248 miles the next day. Yeah. That is impressive. Yes! It is. Right now, it's f- fantastic, saving the world. Renewable energy, great, but it's not cheap. Not cheap right now. Nope. Looks like what? it'd be like a hundred thousand or something. You, pretty close. It's a hundred and twenty-seven thousand. Hundred twenty-seven thousand. But that's their next initiative. Make it cheaper. Yes! That's what they're Keep going for. The next yeah. one. They're going cheaper. The team at Lightyear, okay. man, pretty impressive. They got some pretty incredible engineers. They've got engineers that have came from companies like Tesla. Came from companies like Ferrari. Say what? They've got they've got the best of the best working on this thing, man. I'm very yeah, excited. I mean, you you combine a Ferrari with a Tesla, and you got something hard to hard to beat, man. Yeah, yeah. This thing can just continuously charge on the sun. Good stuff, man. Shout out to the Dutch company Lightyear. That's what I'm talking Dude, about. Shout out. shout out for making the world a better place. Just Some, just make it a little cheaper. Just a something cheaper. that doesn't suck. Right there, man. Right yeah. there. Runner-up uh, for things that don't suck, Nestle. The the food company, Nestle. The chocolate, yeah. Yeah, they've came out with biodegradable packaging for their Yes Bars, and they're planning on Ooh. moving it out to the rest of their packaging. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Very so it, impressive. Yeah, in less than a year, it can completely biodegrade. So pretty impressive. That was the runner-up. Doesn't, doesn't get the full things that don't suck because Lightyear beat them out. But still pretty nice. Yeah. You got hats off I to agree Nestle. With that. Hats yeah, off. We'll tip our hat to both. Uh Dave, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to hear classic Gin Blossoms right now. We're going to hear some of their classics. This is Allison Road, personally my favorite Gin Blossom song that they done. Uh this is off of Gin Blossoms live in concert. We're going to be right back with Jesse uh, Jesse Valenzuela from the Gin Blossoms right after this here on the Doc G Show. Enjoy, guys.
Welcome back to the Doc G Show. Today we are lucky to be joined by the guitarist of the phenomenal band, Gin Blossoms, who are in the midst of some summer touring, Mr. Jesse Valenzuela. Jesse, how's it going? It's good. I, I, I like phenomenal. Yes. That's a nice choice. Very. You, you are you are phenomenal. Big big part of my uh, my growing up. I love the Gin Blossoms. Uh, Phenomenal is quite the SAT word. I love that. <laughs> uh, well, so speaking of the Gin Blossoms, you have been with the Gin Blossoms since 1987. Started in 87. And you've been working... Actually, as... sure. Maybe 85, actually. But yeah, Really? Really? Well, I mean, you know, before the band, before the band really started, it was Doug Hopkins and Bill and myself and a myriad of of other talented musicians trying to put something together, you know, they yeah. these things always take a while and you filter through different musicians and you filter through different practice places or, or you scurry around when you're young, you scurry from spot to spot looking for a place to, to rehearse that uh, crushing volume. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so it took a couple of years and then in 87, it was the, the sort of formatted gin blossoms in a, a you know, uh, solidified crew there. I got it. Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, so that's really though the the only job you've had is is being a musician. Do you have any idea what you would do in this world if you couldn't be a musician? Well, you know, I will say this, but around eighty four, eighty five, I I did work at a gas station. Mm. I, I worked uh, I worked night shift uh, from twelve to eight at a gas station on 68th Street in Thomas in Scottsdale, Arizona. So, uh, and the best part of that was that my musician friends who were finishing their gigs at 1 a.m. would stop by and, and we would smoke cigarettes and talk for a couple hours. <laughs> so so gas station attendant is a, is a maybe if you weren't a musician. Hmm. Maybe keep that on the list just in case in the, in the future. Uh, maybe come back. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's a good question. I don't know what I would do. Maybe I I think the only the only other career option I ever thought of as a child was maybe to be a professional golfer, hmm. but I didn't really have the talent for it. So I guess I wound up as a guitar player. <laughs> well, well. So speaking of that talent uh, in music, uh, were there any particular artists when when you started out? I mean, that you can remember uh, standing out as far as making you say, you know, that's that's what I want to do, or was it just your your love of music that drew you to it and it never really was an artist that made you say, man, I want to be like that. Hmm. No, there was, there was lots of different musicians that I just, I, I just loved um, as a kid. Um, where, where I, was, Bob Dylan was a big one when we were kids because we could, uh, we could cop the chords and stuff. He, he wrote very simple songs. Yeah. Uh, musically, not lyrically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and he's absolutely, you know, one of my all-time favorites. But I do remember, and it's probably more to do with the fact that um, there was a, there was a kid in the neighborhood named David, who who was by David and Eddie. They were by far the best musicians in the neighborhood, and mm. and they were completely entranced with Bob Dylan. So mm. if you wanted to go over and grab some of the uh, some of their magic. Um, you would be learning Bob Dylan songs. So that's kind of what I first started playing. Got it. Got it. Well, when you got to the Gin Blossoms, uh, you know, I, I always find it interesting when 
groups get together because groups that I've been and groups that I know about when when they get together sometimes everybody has this common group or band that they love and they sort of mold things around and then sometimes it's this complete wide genre of music that everybody likes and it's just somewhere falls in between was that uh, what happened with the gin blossoms did everybody have their sort of different uh, inspirations and then it sort of came together as the gin blossoms or was there one group that you guys really liked all together hmm. no no um, I think that everyone had different um, most of the other guys had much more newer music of mm-hmm. the era I mean we're talking like the 80s yeah but uh, I-, I always had listened to a lot more uh, uh Roots music, they didn't call it that back then. They just sort of called it rock and roll. Or, yeah. Or, uh, but I mean, I, I really sort of was the square in the group, I think. <laughs> and uh, I, I really liked 60s music and um, and I really liked, uh, I really liked rockabilly and Elvis, uh, Elvis Presley. Although I did like Elvis Costello too. But uh, <laughs> I think I liked, I liked the more uh, twangy stuff. Yeah. Um, than than the other fellows, but it, I mean, it, it all worked out, and it, it, it really um, um, both Doug and, and Bill were uh, really adept at playing that sort of music too. Yeah, yeah, I I think in a lot of ways, a lot of bands that I I enjoy, it usually seems they meld a bunch of different inspirations. People come from different places, and you get something unique. So I I, I figured that was the way it was, but I wasn't sure. Um, yeah. Spe- speaking of inspirations, I saw in, a, in an interview long time ago. You were talking about how you actually lived near Alice Cooper, and you actually brought up that other that other uh, sport that you were thinking about going into golf. And you said you wish you could play a, a round with him because he lived somewhere near your neighborhood. Did you ever get to play a round with Alice, or did that ever? Hmm. Oh. Well, that must have been a long time ago interview. <laughs> um, yeah, because I haven't lived near Alice in years and years and years, probably twenty over 20 years. Um, uh, yes, yes, the answer is uh, definitely I have played golf with Alice. Nice. It was a real, it was a real, a real treat. Well, we, you know, um, he still lives in, he lives in Phoenix, uh, and uh, and he does quite a bit for the community. He's got a couple of charity, charities that he's, heavily involved with and uh, he's a really terrific guy and he he holds a uh, a, a, a tournament every year for his charity and, and I've played in it a couple of times and it's always a real honor now you predicted in that interview a long time ago that you were going to lose badly to him did you lose badly to him hmm. I, uh, I was correct in my predicts <laughs> Now you mentioned that was when you uh, still lived in Arizona. Do you still live in Arizona now, or did you move out of uh, out of the state? No, I left Arizona about oh my gosh, my son's almost twenty now, and and he's from California. I think I've been in California over twenty five years. Okay, okay. So so is it uh, in in L A? Yes. Now, so there was a time I had I, I was back and forth. But primarily, uh, it's been about 20, 25 years in Los Angeles. Okay. Well, now, something that the listeners are well aware that I love to ask all of uh, all of my guests is I love to ask if I'm coming to your place of residence and I need a place to eat, 
I'm looking for the best place to eat. And obviously, L.A. has a ton of options. But if I asked you and said, what's the one place I got to go? What's the go-to place that you're going to give me to eat in L.A.? Hmm. Well, um, uh, my, my, my girl has a restaurant called the Urban Radish. I'd probably send you there. Oh, okay. Urban Radish. What's the what's the forte of the restaurant? What's the 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 best dishes in your opinion? Well, they have they have it's a it's a it's a high-end grocery store and and a restaurant. They have a big they have a grill and um and seafood and steaks and um really delicious salads and it's really everything just terrific food that you would really enjoy it. Very nice. Get some nice, get some nice produce on the way out. Yes! Very nice. Very nice. I'm, I'm writing yeah. it down. Urban Radish. I'm going there next time I'm in L.A. I got it. Urban Radish, downtown Los Angeles. See, I, see what I did? I just plugged yes! There it is. There it is. We'll make sure. Just It'll come across in all of our promos. It'll just be in the bottom. Urban Radish. <laughs> uh, going back to music. Uh, I get derailed sometimes with my food questions. Uh, going back to music, uh, the, I've, I've heard you talk a little bit about this uh, since uh, Mixed Reality has, has came out and, you know, sort of the changing of, of the music scene. Um, and I, I sort of wonder about bands like the Gin Blossoms that I feel like we're in sort of the, the last era of of music that actually had a movement and actually had sort of uh you know real record labels and 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 those those big time deals that felt make or break uh and now you have a lot of streaming options you have artists that sort of come out and are independent and they reach these big you know big time statuses without any of that and they're not part of a you know a bunch of bands that are sort of looked at similarly they just come out on their own when you look at that do you sort of are are you glad that you came up when you did as far as a band or are you jealous of that sort of autonomy that those bands have now that it's it's sort of independent in their way hmm. No, I mean, I guess I've had both experiences. Yeah, I was glad. I was glad for my experience. I think I was at the tail end of of the old business model. Yeah, and um, and it, it really is because of the investments made by A and M Records in 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 our adventure that I can still tour a hundred plus shows a year. Yeah. So. Um, um, it was a really terrific time to be a musician, and there was a little bit of money around to take a little pressure off. Yeah. So you could tour, and um, A and M was a very generous outfit to us. And they they put us in a van, and they gave us stipends of cash to keep the keep the momentum going. So, mm-hmm. having had that experience, I, I would trade it for the world. It would be terrific. And then now, uh, of course, having made records in the new world, I can see it's completely different. And, yeah. The autonomy. It's hard for young bands, um, but you know, we both know what passion is. If you're an artist, yeah, people people figure out a way to um, to create, even if it's on a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have find a way to uh, tour, even on that same economy with dignity budget. Uh, and uh, if you care enough, you just keep moving forward. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, it, I do, I, I do, I do feel bad for some of the young people because they didn't get that. Um, I do believe the way that we came up is much is much easier. Well, I I feel you know I I see positives and negatives, sort of like you were saying. I mean, obviously, when you get the uh, a wave going in the past. Uh, you know, when you get a wave going from your record label and there's a push and there's this sort of all, you know, everybody's sort of behind it and it goes to the radio stations and it goes to MTV and it goes to VH1 and it's all sort of just across the board being promoted. Whereas today, you you, you can't really get that ever unless you're a, a, a Taylor Swift or a, you know, one, one of the artists that just is is that big and they've sort of risen over all of the streaming platforms like that so it, it, it's definitely it's definitely good in that rise for sure uh and and speaking of that with back in the 90s obviously a huge thing uh when you guys would have a new album uh was was going out and uh going on the late shows and you went on the uh the late show with david letterman several times um, and I actually saw in a recent, sort of recent interview, you mentioned uh, what David Letterman said about your clothes Wait, what? when you went on the uh, on the Late Show. What happened? What What did he tell you about your clothes the first time you went on the Late Show? Well, I don't think you. Uh, oh, oh, he said um, uh, it's obviously you're not spending this newfound cash on clothes. Girl, <laughs> oh, come on. And so, so you you had you had a, a pair of holy jeans on, right? And so he was referring. Yeah, I was probably I, I was probably wearing the uniform of the era. Yeah, and and so then you came back in a suit the next time. <laughs> I had a. Uh... We had been in New York for a couple of weeks, and I, I went to I went to the Armani shop and, and got a I, I I was flush with a little bit of cash, and when I say a little bit of cash, I mean a little bit of cash, which is probably for uh, a, a, a night of, of drinks and <laughs> uh, and buy and buy a suit, and that's what I chose to do. So I bought a, a nice pair of wingtips and uh, and a suit. Man, and then and then, you- my, and then and then the cash was gone. And then when you came back, he was like, "Now this is more like it, right?" When he when yeah, he said, so he, "I think that he he touched my lapel and said, now I think you're getting the hang of it.'" <laughs> yeah, I when I heard that, I, I one I couldn't believe how thoughtful you were because like I feel like if he told me that, I'd be like, "Hey." I can wear whatever I want. Why you, I'm on your show, man. I'm making the music. I'll wear. There's not a dress code to play music. Nope. We're not the Temptations. Uh, nope. I'm not gonna do that. I think, <laughs> I think he was. He, he was a very. He was a very warm guy to us. He was really. He was really a uh, kind-hearted. Yeah. Like the teeth. He like. He liked the teeth of it. And I, and I think that he took a certain pride to the fact that uh, something he said um, made a difference. That he remembered that was amazing. Oh. It was, it was a very short period of time between the the time uh, between those two shows, and I think he just got a kick out of it. I was about it, to say I was, I was surprised that he did remember. That's I mean you know that's impressive. He was he, yeah no he was he was really terrific to us. He was a great person. I, I always I always I always liked that he he um, took a moment to to uh, to uh, speak to me. I do I do have to say you know as far as late show uh, host. 
he is my he is my favorite, and I I was very upset when he decided to retire. Although he came back with his Netflix, it wasn't it, it wasn't the same as the show. There was no Paul. There was no there was no top ten. Nope. It's, it's a little bit different. But um, so let's let's talk about the newest album, uh, Mixed Reality. Uh, it's been out to the public for about a year. Uh, you guys? No, no, I think it's been, a, been out about two years actually. Oh. Okay, but you've you had it finished uh, recorded for about what four years, three years now. It's been a it's been a long while. It's probably been about three years. It's coming up on three years. So so I was surprised actually to find out that you guys you actually rented out studio time for this album, uh, in, instead of you know sort of recording it uh, on your own. You guys went to the 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 studio to record it. How how did you guys decide on that, and how did you guys decide on the studio that you recorded it in? Hmm. I think it was just to, you know, I mean, it's been so long ago. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I, it was just sort of, we were just wanted to make a record. And I think that Robin really wanted to try and um, get together and, and go someplace and, and make the record. And that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so now it's been eight, it was eight years between uh, No Chocolate Cake and Mixed Reality. Have you guys talked about uh, releasing an album since it has been a couple of years? Uh, after mixed reality. Hmm. Well, I, I we're so busy on the road um, that it may it, maybe something could happen. Uh, it's not a big topic right now. Yeah, I'm 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 scrambling. I'm home for a few days and back on the tour. I I was in the studio last week. I, uh, I have a new a new record. I'm hopefully going to uh, put out here if it's an EP or a full length record. I'm not sure. Um, and hopefully maybe. Maybe as early as uh, talking to a couple record labels are interested in doing it. If not, I'll just put it out myself and put it out in the, uh, put it out on my label or, or put it out on on the site. Yeah, doesn't really matter because it means that in the new world we live in, there are no real record sales. So it's just a matter of like making records and, and enjoy the process. And it's it's my craft and what I do, so I just keep kind of pursuing it. Yeah, well, I notice actually that in, in a couple interviews you're talking about. Uh, coming out with uh, with another solo album, and you've released solo albums in the past. You did an album as well with uh, uh, Craig Northey. Yes! Um, and I, I actually saw in an interview. Are you going to have the song that you did with uh, with Rhett Miller on this this uh, album that you're planning on releasing or EP, whatever it may be? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. Um, that one will. That one should. That one should be on the record too. Very nice. Very nice. Well, yeah, he's. A- Go he's ahead. a terrific guy. I, I've known him for a long time. I really enjoy his company, and he's a he's a wonderful songwriter, uh, singer. Well, so so when you write songs, uh, which you've obviously been doing for your whole career, do you go into it knowing who it's going to be for? As far as okay, this is a Gin Blossom song. I got to write it in a Gin Blossom style, or this is a solo song. I've got to write it in a solo song, or is it just? You write it, and then afterwards say, "You know what? This feels like a Gin Blossom song." Hmm. Um, they sort of they sort of present themselves early on as to which direction it probably wants to go. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you know, anymore with the uh, as you what did you call it autonomy? The autonomy of mm-hmm. the new record business. I, I don't think that um, that maybe there are too many rules left with the Gin Blossoms. Only. 
The only rule I think that with the Jim Blossoms is the kind of music that they really excel at playing, mm-hmm. uh, or this, or the, what they really want want to play. And 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 I speaking of collectively of all of us, you know. Yeah. So you've been on the the road uh, this this summer, starting touring, and you guys, like you said, you're you're touring a lot, almost year round. Um, have you noticed as far as your new songs, as far as the newer songs on Mixed Reality, uh, any of any in particular that the crowd really seems to gravitate towards? I don't know that people really know the new music except if they come. You know, I mean, we didn't. We listen. I don't mean to say this in any shameful way. Yeah. Uh, but we don't really sell that many records anymore. Yeah. So, as far as it getting out there, it's just. It's something we do, I, I, and and again, you know, I take we take pride in, in creating new music. Yeah, and we'll play a couple of new songs at the shows. But I mean, it is a show based on a lot of hits, and yeah. I think that primarily our audience is there for that. Yeah, and I just read something hilarious, <laughs> truly hilarious. There's a uh, uh, a songwriter said. The, the saddest thing you can hear at a concert is, here's my new song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it depends. It depends, you know. Uh, I, I, tend to, I tend to get excited if the artist is excited about their new music. You know? I mean, I, it's, it's, it's okay. But, you know, it's, it's something we do. I don't know. I, I'm excited about everything. Yeah. It's terrific advice. Well, you guys, like I was saying, you're touring non nonstop. Uh, coming up, you've got 29 shows, 21 states, and Canada, and that's just in the next six weeks, basically till the the end of uh, August. Um, is there is there anything uh, touring wise that you guys haven't done? that you would like to do as far as like a venue or like something, uh, you know, that, that could be attainable in the next couple of years. I don't think so. You're just, you're just playing with house money now. It's just, it's just a fun ride. I mean, it's, 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 it's work like anything else. I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and then, and you go through peaks and valleys of, of, uh, of, of different, um, parts of business you enjoy and, I, I try to. My son tells me I have to stay positive about the touring because sometimes I can be a little. Oh, I don't really want to go. I'd rather stay at home. Yeah. Of course. Who who wouldn't? But yeah. I have to remember to to keep a keep an optimistic uh, note. Well, and, no. Uh, and well, no doubt the audience is very optimistic, yes! very excited about hearing the uh, old songs, and I'll say some of them. Looking forward to those new songs as well. Uh, mm, well, that's nice. That's always nice. <laughs> well, Jesse, we're up against a break, but I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Well, you know what? It's been a real pleasure. I really enjoyed it. You got you have some terrific questions. I think. Are you a musician? I I, I was. I, I still am. I guess to to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I can tell because you have some real insights into what it is, and you know the struggle between creating new material and and servicing your hits and making sure that people enjoy it. I think you get what that is. Um, it's at the end of the day, it's a very good problem to have. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and I'm, I'm maybe one of the luckiest people you'll ever meet. <laughs> uh, well, and I'm thankful for my gig. Well, we're very thankful for you being on the show. Uh, listeners, you can keep up with the gin blossoms at gin blossoms.net. 
or on Instagram at Gin Blossoms AZ or on Twitter at Gin Blossoms. Right now, let's take a little bit, uh, take a listen to one of those newer songs. Maybe introduce it to some of the listeners out there. This is Angels Fly Off of the Mixed Reality album right here on the Doc G sure. Show. Sure. And, and they can go to Jesse Valenzuela Music. Uh, Jesse Valenzuela Music. Yeah. On Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, see new information on uh, I have new songs up there and yeah. all kinds of stuff coming out all the time. And of course, they're also on uh, the streaming outlets as well because I, I took a listen to them on, uh, on Apple. So you can always check them out all there right. as well. Uh, all right. Well, so you can play Angels Fly. That's terrific. I appreciate that. Yeah. Let's take a listen right now, right here on the Doc G Show. Something cool 
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Jesse Valenzuela there from the Gin Blossoms. Yes. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Super nice guy. Dude, awesome guy, dude. That's Love right. Hearing the, the old times, the new times, all the good in between. Love it. And we need to hit up the Urban Radish when we go to uh, L.A., I mean, yeah, we got a, we got a spot to check out. You had it last summer, right? You were you were in L.A. You went out to L.A. Last yeah, summer. I went last. I you know I wish I would have heard about it beforehand, but could have hit it up. I'll have to make another trip back. I was about to say we'll we'll make our way out there. We'll make our way. That's a fact. Uh, oh, yeah. But thanks to Jesse, couldn't couldn't be happier that he was on the show. Yes! If you haven't checked out yeah. the old albums, of course, check them out. They're one of the best bands of the 90s. If you haven't checked out their new album, it's fantastic, too. Mixed Reality, you heard two songs off of it. You need to check it out. Uh, Do it. Dave, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Mm. I don't think you're going to get this last birthday suit. I don't think. That's that's fine. I mean, two out of three ain't bad. I mean, it's not passing, but... That's passing in my high school. It's a D, but it's passing. Um, (laughs) Dave, are you ready? Here we go. I'm going to try. Born on July 17th in 1954 in Amberg, Germany. That's right. A Doc G listening site. Yeah. Uh, Our birthday suit wearer's parents were a physicist and, just for you, Dave, occupational therapist. Yeah. Word. Holy crap. Yeah. Her family moved to East Germany at a young age. She ended up going to Karl Marx University where she studied physics. She went on to the Academy of Sciences in Berlin where she earned a doctorate in quantum chemistry. Jeez. So this is a doctor of quantum chemistry we're talking about Dude, here. This is my this is my birthday suit. <laughs> Occupational therapy, Berlin, Germany. I have to get this one. Our birthday suit wearer started her political career in 1990. And in 1994, she was promoted to the position of Minister for the Environment and Nuclear Safety. In 2005, she ran to be the Chancellor of Germany. Hmm. And she won. And since 2005, she has been the Chancellor of Germany for the past 14 years. Who is the Chancellor of Germany, Dave? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Mm. Crap. See, I knew it. I knew it. I, it probably won't even help if I give you initials, will it? I, I hate you. What? No, I have no idea. Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel, Dave. Uh, it was right on the tip of my tongue. You had it. I know you. You you were you were sandbagging when you told me you have no idea. You actually knew it the whole time. You just didn't oh, want yeah. to make the was... listeners who don't know about their geopolitics feel bad. I understand. Girl, come on. Ni- right. Exactly. Ni- nicely done, Dave. I like it. I like it. Yeah, Angela Merkel, man. Angela Merkel. She has been the chancellor for 14 years. Done done a, a good job. She has been a very good chancellor. That's right. She is. She is. I'll take your word for right it. Right at that ship there in in Germany. Um, does a very good job. Uh, and uh, I had no idea about her being a doctor. Had no idea. Nope. I mean, they never. Yeah, I look, mean, that's pretty impressive. Like, I mean, the title chancellor of Germany is pretty awesome. Yes. But I still feel like maybe if I was her and they were like chancellor of Germany, Angela Merkel, and doctor, they didn't put the doctor yeah. in there, I'd be like, hey, whoa, 
Whoa. Chancellor of Germany, Dr. Angela Merkel. Come on. So true. Come yeah. on. I did right. I didn't study quantum chemistry for years not to get doctor called. Come on. Come on. Yes! And quantum chemistry. Exactly. That has got to be some ugh. Ugh. I know that she's like super doctor. Whew. Yeah, that's right. We should probably call it a shout out to super doctor. Angela Merkel. Super doctor. <laughs> yes. 65 years young, Angela Merkel. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Angela. Chancellor Super Doctor Angela Merkel. Happy birthday. Uh, I'm never going to forget her now. And oh. Tave, we've got some fantastic shows, as I've told you, coming up, man. I can't wait for some of these guys. These guys are going to be great. Next week, we've got Katie Cole, who is in Smashing Pumpkins. She plays the keys for the Smashing Pumpkins, Ooh. piano for Smashing Pumpkins. She also is a fantastic artist in her own right. She makes her own music. Fantastic music. You need to check it out. We're, of course, going to check it out on the show. Yes! Then Definitely. we've got Collective Soul. As I've told you, me and my Mimo, yeah. we jammed out on Collective Soul. Fantastic jams they have. they got some new songs that are fantastic. They've recently toured with Gin Blossoms. They've been doing their stuff, right? We've got Ryan Clark from ESPN coming. My goodness. So many good guests. Dude, you just keep them, you keep them coming Lunkers. the people want it. Lunkers is what I do, Dave. Word. And yeah. you know what else I do? I close down the show at the end. So what true. I do. So, you know. You, I, you start it and you end that's it. Fact. That's what I do. I call both. And then, you, and then you talk in between. That's what I do for about 90 minutes or so. That's a fact. Uh, <laughs> but until next time, I've been your host. Doc G with me, as always, Dave Burles, Berlin. Hope we didn't inconvenience you guys too much tonight. Oh no, with our with our empathy. Nope. No, no, they learned. They emphasize with us. Emph they they learned a lot of things, Dave. <laughs> they learned all kinds of things. They learned Eric Johnson, Jessica Simpson's man friend and husband. Mm -hmm. They learned Angela yeah. Merkel. And how she's a super super doctor. They learned so many things. Yeah, they yeah, learned. The light year one. They learned Making with the me with Jesse Valenzuela, phenomenal and uh, autonomy. Those were some of the terms that me and Jesse threw down. He was impressed with my terms. Yeah, yes! all kinds yeah, of things. You liked your vocabulary. Exactly. So true. But until next time, guys, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.